It. Hello. <laughs> Mabuhay. Hi. Hi, people. Jeez. Sorry. What kind of an opening was that? That was me resting in my easy chair for this week, this uh, this episode of Hollow Hollow Hangouts. Hello. My name is okay, Edwin, okay, so and I'm your host. And here in the fabulous wearby machine is Pam. I'm the co-host. Yes. <laughs> so and yes. So so that whole been... sigh was actually more of just sitting back, relaxing. Sitting and back. Not... Yeah, because I gotta tell you, it's not. It's it's been a. It's. It's been one heck of a 2022. Like I feel like I'm not doing 2022. I'm doing it wrong. <laughs> like explain, explain, not, Edwin, what's going on? It's it's been. You know, I should have chose a career where I didn't have to take exams anymore. Like, I should have I should have chose a career that that didn't bother with like continue education and you know when i was in when i was in high school and college i used to see especially like at the university of minnesota they had a continuing adult continuing education department i did not know yes. what that was all about now i yes. know what that's all about <laughs> because i need pretty much head deep into it i've been like studying since since like even you know, before Christmas, and I'm still studying because I need to take another cert exam to renew my other certs <laughs> so I can stay ahead of the game in the in the field of IT security. So <laughs> it is, oh boy, it is one of those things where I should have like, you know, just find a way to like i don't know find a way find found find a career that didn't have anything to do with like continuing education or certifications or whatever licenses whatever none of that but it's something that you enjoy though right i mean not the studying part you enjoy well, <laughs> i mean the computer working with computers oh, yeah and... <laughs> that's always fun you know i mean but i mean if you think about it studying is just a portion of it is the career part it was it's a trick. There's a trick. It was a trick. You know, when I was oh, when trick. I decided to go into IT, the only reason you know who go into IT, you know the vast majority of people who go into IT, they were gamers, and then the gamers said something around along the lines of, "Hey, I want to be in front of computers all day because I love gaming. I love this thing. You know, like I want to be, I want to learn how to hack a game." and modify it so I can make my own stuff, you know, in games. So what do they do? They go into IT. And they realize that... Yeah, it's not it's not that easy. It's not that easy, and you gotta do stuff like what I'm doing. So it's... But you know what? This I'm, I'm hoping this is the last one, and the rest of the time in my career is going to, like, you know... Going to conventions like Black Hat or, you know, or whatever, or go to like, you know, like Collision over in Toronto or whatever and doing my continuing education credits and whatever and like keeping up to date. That sounds more like fun. Going on trips for your career sounds a lot more fun than studying for an exam and doing this whole entire anxiety thing by sitting in a room for three hours just to answer a bunch of questions. That sounds... 
the form it's called, better. It's called <laughs> investing in your future. I know. I think it's a it's racket. But <laughs> I'm hoping that I'm hoping that, you know, once you take your test, you'll pass it. And then you can go on and enjoy your conventions and travel and that sounds like better pay. Like yeah, you know. <laughs> I should have you know, I would have done it before the certification, but, you know, there's the thing that's, that happened, like, COVID, that pretty much barred anybody from, like, doing any of this stuff. True. <laughs> so, anyways, that's what I've been doing. Enough of me. I What have you been doing, Pam? Because my life is, is just boring right now for everybody who's listening. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, I've been, I don't, I was, while well, you've been busy, I've been I've been doing other stuff. Nothing really related to the topic of this podcast yeah. or whatever. I was I was pissed that the last recording session that from the previous, I think it was Triple H, uh, that there was going to be another Karinder, Karinderia. Is that how you say it? Karinderia. Karinderia. Oh, Look how, yeah. how I say, Karinderia. Karinderia. <laughs> so, yeah, I was... There wasn't any in January, I don't think. And I think it was because of... That was when COVID was kind of... Yeah. At its peak. Seriously, it was really bad. That, mm -hmm. you know, I completely forgot that last Sunday was the first Sunday of February. Did I even... I should have known... That there would be a Karinderia that I, I, I sadly missed. <laughs> I sadly missed, and I found out, like right, like the day before. And I want to say this: those that are working the social media sites for like all the, all the Filipino uh, societies, like FMA and CSFA. Among yeah. others, can you please like post the events <laughs> like at least a week yeah. ahead? Like for those that yeah. have like you know families have work schedules for that live <laughs> far away for a culture that lives and breathes social media, right? Especially in the Philippines, like Facebook is like a lifeblood of of Philippine culture right now. <laughs> It's like two and days, two days before the event happens. That's not going to work. We, we, we need, we need, we need more time. Yeah. And if anyone's listening to, you know, CSFA or FMA and any of the other uh, Filipino societies that are located in Minnesota, please take note. Um, I, there are better, people like me that are very willing to want, they really want to go to your events. You gotta be careful, Pam. You gotta be careful because why they're going to elect you as the PR person for one of these societies, you know. <laughs> it's like, oh, hey. you're you're that one person who said that in the podcast. Like, hey, hey, do you want to run for for the for the PR? Give chair? me a schedule. <laughs> Give me a schedule. I will post it on social on the socials for you. 
and talk about it on this podcast so you get more you know publicity yeah. or whatever i am okay with that it's just that i don't know if they listen <laughs> so this is a test this is a test i yeah i know that there's a risk that i'm imposing upon myself <laughs> but i think it's worth the risk all right so there you have it <laughs> folks for those of you who are listening in the societies, Pam has just I'm... volunteered herself <laughs> as a liaison to the PR chairs of the societies. <laughs> <laughs> so, I would say take her up on that because that's I something I wouldn't even do. <laughs> I just, I just want to let other people know because I like, I like mentioning these events. And we will get to one later. Yeah. Um, but it's it's that whole people want to know, and people yeah. need to plan it, plan it out. Yeah, more than just a couple days. <laughs> I need. I mean, especially yeah, definitely right. Like I don't. If I if I heard it, if I saw like the post like two days beforehand, and I'm like, are you kidding me? Like I need. I already have something going on. You know, like so yeah. Doesn't serve the purpose properly, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> but anyways, so what, of... is, so what is going on over at the? Hold on, I gotta play a bumper here because this is a new, this is a, a new section. <laughs> so what is going on in the? Okay. In the states here, I checked out the socials. Ooh. Um, not not a lot is going on uh, in March as of now, as of this recording. Yeah. Um, there is one that I would like to uh take note of, and that is uh from the Philippine Center of Minnesota, which is located in Maplewood. Maplewood. Yep. Yep. So there's gonna be a coffee shop show that's going on Friday, March 25th, at 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. Make sure you bring cash. I think it's cash. Um, so it's $10 at the door. Um, they would uh, prefer that you reserve your tickets because there are limited seats. If you want to reserve your tickets, I would advise you to check out the Philippine Center of Minnesota on Facebook. There's a little event for this thing. So it's basically going to be like, you know, a typical coffee house show. Whenever I hear coffee house show, I think of like Phoebe and Friends. That's basically what it is, right? <laughs> yeah. So yeah. it's it's kind of like a little mini talent show. There will be songs, dances, uh, spoken word, uh, being performed by some local performers. And ugh, I, I was floored when I, I read this. Enjoy your dinner, coffee, snacks, and dessert from Indai's Kitchen. Ooh. And to that... those that have been to a Carinderia, uh, <laughs> that's um, uh, that's a that's Pam's thing right there. It's 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 up there. It's up there. I mean, Manila Walk is also there too, but Indai's Kitchen. Um, as far as I know, I don't think they have like a brick and mortar store. No, yet. No, they don't. I think they have a. I think they have a. Um, what do you call one of those things? A truck, uh, a food truck. Oh, a food truck. Yeah. 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 Um. So, 
they are they always make an appearance in the Carindrias, and every time I go, I try some of their stuff. The last time I was there, I had I they had banana queue. Ooh. And I didn't know Ooh. that it was possible to get that in cold Minnesota. Usually I'd have to make that myself. Yeah. That was the first time I I tried. I didn't even know what it looked like until and I was, and they were like, "Is that banana cube?" And then they were like, "Yes." I'm like, "Yoink!" <laughs> it was really it was really sweet. It was really good. Um, but yeah. So back to the whole coffee shop. Uh, yeah. Bring your cash. Ten dollars at the door. Reserve your tickets on their Facebook, Philippine Center of Minnesota. And yeah. guess what? What? It's a day. It's a day that I can go. <laughs> I might make an appearance, but just uh, hey, I'm more inclined with the food. I don't know what I'm, the music's gonna be like, but I'm sure it's gonna be good. But it's in I may kitchen. not be able to go, but please enjoy <laughs> it for me. Edwin or any of our <laughs> listeners out there, please enjoy it for me. At least they, at least the Philippine Center did post this event well in advance. Time. Yes, they did it right. They did it right. So kudos to the Philippine Center of Minnesota. Yeah. Good job. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, and, and hey, if anyone does check it out, um. I'd actually be curious as to what you thought. Like, what what food was served there, and what did you think about all the performers? I'm actually quite curious. I'm curious too. I might just. Get, it's a Friday night. I mean, I don't and know, the I feelings, right? Yeah. <laughs> I just like show up and just say, "Hey, where the Bogacus at?" And yeah, so yeah, so that's the only only event that I could find on the socials. Um, All right. If there's if if there's any others, I'll definitely let you know. And if anyone knows any, uh, please send it the the info our way, and we will try to uh, spread the word. Sweet. Of that event. All right. So, what is going on in the Philippines? Well, for those of you, hey, well, actually, what, Pam? When was the last time? What? When was the last time you filled up your car with gas, petrol, <laughs> uh, gasolina? It was, uh, I think it was a couple days ago, and it was like three ninety nine. Three ninety nine. Yeah, that's Ryan. what I saw too. Yeah, that's what I saw too. But guess what? In the Philippines, they're having the same issues as we are with with gas, because not yeah. just just like pretty much i think around the world the philippines is having a gas crisis in terms of like not really like well it's causing some issues because energy and fuel prices are projected to skyrocket in the philippines and right now it's hovering around like 63 to 65 pesos per liter right and how much is that about the same here, if you convert it, it's about a dollar seventy-eight per liter. So that's around per gallon. I did some. I did. Edwin does math, and <laughs> yeah. Um. So it's around per gallon. It's around four dollars and eighty-one cents. Oh, it's more. Oh, it's more. Right. Although, 
Although we're comparing it to what prices are in Minnesota. I don't know about other states. I know some other states are seeing five bucks. Yeah. So for some reason, like Minnesota is like lower than the average in terms of gas. I found out. So for 99. Didn't, didn't, uh, isn't there like a, like a tax break on gas right now? I don't know. Is that not? active yet i'm not actually quite sure in, the, in minnesota okay. i have no idea but um so it's like four dollars and 81 cents right but it's projected it like it could go as far as as uh about 100 pesos per liter Ooh, that's a ouch. lot that's that's equivalent to you know edwin does math again about seven dollars <laughs> and 25 cents per gallon ah uh... I wonder That's if the lot. U.S. is gonna experience the same thing. I hope it's not. A but lot. that is but a lot. Here's the thing, right? In the in the economy of the Philippines, right? It's when people are making like not that much. Yeah. That's a huge freaking burden over in the Philippines. So what's happening is that the, the government of the Philippines is starting, you know, are have an, have are trying to work out like a uh, like a subsidy program for what they call um, uh, public utility drivers, like jeepneys, jeepney drivers, and oh, tricycle yeah, drivers. Yeah. You know, because yeah, here's the thing. Guess how much a a ride on a jeepney is. I have no clue. Okay. I, I have no clue. In Manila, <laughs> it's around nine pesos. Okay. That, yeah. Nine pesos. What is that? That's like pennies here. That's like. Yeah, what, that's, like, I was about to say, is it even worth the penny? Five to eight, like 10 cents. <laughs> you know, it's not much. It, yeah. And, you know, given that, like, Diesel, you know, diesel right now is around sixty-five to seventy pesos, right? Because that's what Jimmy's take. They're they're diesels, right? Yeah. Yep. And then the and a and a tricycle ride is like, you know, like fifteen cents. I mean, fifteen pesos. Oh, okay. More, you know, All right. That's not much. Especially when you're talking about like during a day, like a person who's like doing a tricycle operation of, for themselves, maybe right. getting like 500 to 800 pesos per day. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's that's crazy. <laughs> you know, it is. It is. And the thing is, they've um, so they're trying to like work out like uh, like a subsidy thing for for these uh, you know public utility drivers in the Philippines because they were trying because the because what's what was happening was that the public trade drivers and like some of the groups that you know the groups that represent them yeah. are at are petitioning for a raise for the minimum fare for jeepneys you know be, from nine pesos as much as 15 pesos to 16 pesos Okay. Yeah. Okay. So what does it happen with people who are poor? Right. <laughs> right? It trickles down. So it's it's not good. 
so they've announced that there's a sort of like they're putting it on the back burner like this uh this petition to raise uh jeepney prices and stuff they're, they're putting it on the back burner just as long as these you know these subsidies will happen right where are these subsidies are going to come from in the philippines right now they're talking about tapping into the calamity funds in the philippines because oh. yeah so and the thing is this is all in government they're still trying to figure this out it's not even you know they're supposedly i think what i've heard right now is that i think tomorrow tomorrow from the time of this recording they're they announced like the first like payments subsidy payments to the pud's so okay so i guess it's happening and that's a good thing because it's a lot of money <laughs> you know it is it is so i think every, right, every peso counts every peso counts which in turn electricity prices are going up in the philippines yeah so a lot yeah. of like these like like electrical bills that our people are experiencing now are increasing as we speak and they've already announced that more than likely during the month of may in the philippines right you'll probably see blackouts everywhere what they call yellow, yeah like what they're calling like yellow alerts and red alerts and the red alerts are pretty much blackouts <laughs> so it's a thing and it's starting to go it, you know it's it's gonna be a thing it gets hot in the philippines and everybody's air conditioners are on oh, yeah. so it's not i mean i don't know like People are worried over there. People are worried, <laughs> you know. So, for those of you here in the United States, when you're seeing four dollars <laughs> a gallon of gas, I ain't complaining because, you know, it could be worse. Most right. definitely worse. So, and it's and you know it's interesting. I wonder how the elections are going to be affected. Oh, with all this. Yeah, they've already they've already positioned themselves, you know. And the thing is, May 9th is the is the polling or elections, okay. right? Okay. In the Philippines, so that is pretty much the time when all these like blackouts are gonna probably happen. So who knows what's gonna happen during that time? <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, do you know if the polling places use like the electronic? Uh... Like machines. I think some of them do. Some of them, I'm not quite sure how it works over there. I did okay. see in the news reports, you know, the ones that I saw, like in uh, like TV Patrol, the ABS-CBNs, and the uh, and uh, CNN Philippines. You know, I did see machines that sort of look similar to the ones we have here in the, in in the Minnesota. So, okay. You know, like the one that you like ballot slip. You know, you slip in. But I know yeah. that those are those ballot machines are are battery back you know they have battery backups. Okay. So because of you know the things that people saying you know false elections you know they actually like tear these things yeah. apart and yeah. Anyways, <laughs> it is uh it'll be interesting. It's 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 becoming a um it's becoming a, a fairly big worry that's it's made headlines in the philippines it's pretty much what people are talking about over there right now is what are you gonna or what are we what's gonna come of it you know and this has a lot to do with you know with what's going on with you know you know the russian ukraine war yeah. so it's you know it's affecting it's affecting everything worldwide yeah so so it's but, messy it's messy but you know, 
I mean, I, for me, I, for one, you know, and it's just me is that, you know, I am willing to pay because I do not like what's happening. <laughs> you know, what's happening in Ukraine right now. I have Ukrainian friends and it's not, you know, there's no need, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's bad. And, and it's, you know, there's no, there's really no reason or justification for it. Right. So are there any good news in the Philippines? Good news. <laughs> any good news? There's in the good Philippines? news. Tourism has opened up in the Philippines. Well, that actually that is good New, because that would be helpful in the yes. Philippines, Yes. Right? Yes. So here's the thing. Um, uh, according to the tourism uh, office of tourism or whatever in the Philippines, is that seventy three thousand people as of March 9th have entered the uh, have entered the Philippines. So, oh, yeah, since they opened it, 73,000. And here's the thing if you're fully vaccinated, right, and you have proof, like, oh, I don't know, a CDC card or whatever, right? Yeah, yeah, you're welcome to come to the Philippines and and partake in the in the Condonas top 10 beaches in the Philippines, <laughs> right? So, <laughs> you are, you know. Come here and spend your vacation. But if, for, for those of you who don't have that, you have to have a RT-PRC. Uh, um, PCR. 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 <laughs> RT-PCR test uh, tested negative uh, within 40 hours of your, of your uh Mind you, yeah. Mind you that that. Of your, of I, your takeoff. I I don't think that the at-home kits count. No, they they're don't. not PCR. They're not. So you have to you have to actually go to a place. But the thing is, yeah, is that the, you yeah. don't have to. You, the thing is, you don't have to take. You don't if you test it negative, then you don't have to. There is no quarantining once you get there. Yeah, it's there's no quarantine. You just you go have fun, and then you don't have to take a PCR to get on to go back home. So. Nice. Yeah, so it's one of the most laxed. Um, it is one of the most laxed um, restrictions in any, you know, Southeast Asian countries or East Asian countries um, right now. So they're really trying to ramp up tourism again in the Philippines, which is that would be helpful. It would be helpful because you know for the country. Yeah, spend your euros and dollars in the Philippines. You know, so. <laughs> <laughs> the only yen. the only thing is is that sure you're you're able to you know go in into into the philippines but can you last the 14 hour uh, airline 14 or 16 hour depends on where you go mine is Either way, mine's 16 it's, hours it's very long <laughs> actually it's very long actually mine is mine from beginning to end right along with like all the weights you know along with all the all the transfers you know Oh yeah, it's yeah. between twenty-one and twenty hours for me. It's nuts. If you go, if you go like, on vacation, make sure you you go on vacation. Yeah, go on vacation. You know, <laughs> that's why when I go to the Philippines, I I tend I want to stay there for at least a month. And unfortunately, last time I went was only two weeks. You know, because that was a more of an emergency thing. But yeah, I mean, two seriously, those two weeks was 
there's no way. <laughs> you know, I would never... If it was leisurely, no. Don't do two weeks. Because that means you only have, like, what? Like, five days of enjoyment before you have to... Yeah, you also have to remember <laughs> that you have to get over the jet lag. And you get over the jet lag. Which is easier when you're there. But when you're coming back, it is not fun. Yeah. It's just not fun. Oh, my gosh. I've, I've learned tricks. I think... But... <laughs> I learned the hard way because... There was, uh, I, I was visiting my sister that was in Singapore at the time. I, it wasn't even a week. It wasn't even a week. We went there and spent like, I don't know, four days of just doing stuff. Yep. And then we went, we, we flew back. And because, you know, we were kind of young and foolish, uh, we were like, okay, well, we'll just go back to work and, you know, whatever. Nope, I had to take a sick. I had to take a sick day because I was not coherent. <laughs> I was not coherent. And, yeah. they, and work was not happy with me. But you know, <laughs> yeah, it's. I usually when I come back from from the Philippines, I usually take an extra two days off just for that. Yeah, and that doesn't even help because I'll, I'll tell you what, I feel like crap. I can't get anything done. Like, I want to go back to bed when I'm out in my office. Like, the caffeine, I, like, I want caffeine to run in my veins. Yeah. At work after, <laughs> after a trip because it's just, it's, it's, it's bad. Yeah. So <laughs> if, if anyone is going to plan a trip to the Philippines, just make sure you take your time. Yeah, both take your time. vacationing and recouping. Yeah, take your time. Very much so. So therefore, you know, uh, tourism is open. You know, again, stipulations. Check, check the government, you know, the Philippine government websites or tourism board and stuff like that for, for new information because it could change. So, um, and um, you know, I'm sure the airlines will also tell you what you need to do. So that is it. Uh, for what is going on in the Philippines, at least what I could find, and I can't find my other. There it is. Okay, so Pam, what did you find? Oh, of course, I was TikToking <laughs> as I do. Um, <laughs> And there's this one creator uh, on TikTok. Uh, his uh, his handle is Ask Manong Owen. Okay. Uh, I believe he is he is a Filipino in the Philippines, I believe. And he talk and I follow him because he he does a lot of like prehistorical uh, Filipino uh, information. Mm -hmm. Um. There was one video that caught my eye, and I and I showed the video to Edwin, and I thought that it was quite relevant to you know to this podcast. So basically, the question of the video was: Is it is it considered wa whitewashing if Asian kids like don't speak their like? Their uh, native language. Their native language. Or they don't know it. Yeah. And 
uh, Manong Owen uh, goes on this explanation, and I'm just going to give out bullet, bullet points here. Um, I think it's it's he doesn't really answer a yes or no question, but he did bring out valid points. One <clears throat> big point that really struck a nerve for me was that when when our parents uh, immigrated to the United States, uh, one they already knew English. Is that true for you, Edwin? Yeah, my parents knew English when we got here. I mean, it wasn't like, you know, it wasn't like. Oh, uh, I mean, it wasn't perfect. It wasn't perfect English, but it was like enough to like get around. Get yeah. yeah, you know what yep. I mean. It's like, it's, it is. You know, it's it's. I think it's a lot of not just the Fili- you know not just Filipinos, but but you know like anybody who's come from a different country to immigrate here in the United States. You know, yeah. it's, I think I'm sure it's the same for them because it's, it's a new culture. It's new. It's a new, it's a new environment. Yeah. So, so when, you know, when it's either when they bring over, you know, their kids from the Philippines here, or they have kids while in, uh, in America, it's, it, it's kind of, um, they, they like, they, they push, their kids to learn English because by doing so it make it makes them more able to fit in mm-hmm. more able to you know be taken seriously or be just heard and be able to make friends and socialize and all that stuff and even just to appear smart as well so in a way uh that's the reason why at least you know for in my experience english was was my first language instead of you know tagalog yeah or ilocano um which which brings to his next his kind of side note by doing so it kind of also with its pros cons follow as well by you know, learning English, we as kids kind of don't, aren't able to learn Tagalog. I'm able to, like, um, pick up Tagalog words. I can aim, I can understand whenever my mom and dad uh, speak to each other in, in Tagalog, but I can't speak it. And they never really took the time to actually like teach me uh like tagalog words or sayings or whatever um so in a way it's this assimilation kind of robs kind of like it robs an opportunity to actually learn mm-hmm. that native language well, i mean how was how was your experience edwin well i'm english is my second language Okay. And, you know, it's the most one that I'm familiar with, but that's because, you know, when I, I wasn't born in the United States, Mm -hmm. I was actually born in the Philippines and I grew up first in the Philippines. So I was, I knew how to speak Bisaya or Cebuano, 
Yeah. Right? So I knew how to speak when I got here. In fact, I really didn't. Apparently, what I've been told is that I really didn't know how to speak English all that well, or if at all. Mm. Right? And so, and the, and the English that I knew it came from probably from cartoons when I was a kid. Right? Because mm-hmm. that was... That was the that was my you know we had a TV growing up in the Philippines and you know Tom and Jerry and Looney Tunes was in my life <laughs> right so it's I kind of learned it from that I guess but like in terms of like you know I was I was a really little kid and I had to go into ESL you know through and through like I was one of the me amongst three other kids. In my elementary school, were in ESL. I believe there was two Vietnamese kids there and a Korean kid, and it was me. Okay, right. So we were all Asians, <laughs> you know, in that ESL class, and um, you know, we used to get pulled out of, of of normal school, you know, and it was usually pulled out from the fun extracurricular stuff that the rest of the class would do and we would do our own thing and you know and there's it it was it was an experience because it was a lot of you know like esl if anybody's never gone through esl right you know who who listens to this podcast you know the phil you know like people who grew up in filipino families that never experienced exl for whatever reason it is a learning in american culture or whatever american culture is right it's mostly stereotypical american culture like it's halloween and we're gonna carve pumpkins because that's what you do in halloween it's thanksgiving and we're gonna make a cornucopia because that's what you do or you know whatever it's like that right and you know and along the lines it's like you know Billy and Sam go to school, you know, that sort of learning, you know, learn English <laughs> that way. Yeah. And it's, it is a, it's an experience and you know, you're different. I remember, I remember I was different, you know, because, you know, sometimes I would, one thing, you know, one thing about, about growing up, you know, with ES, you know, having to go through ESL from, from, Prince but I got my pronouns mixed up all the time because there are no pronouns in Cebuano. Yep. So he That's and she, I used to call guys she and girls he and whatever, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. Which, you know, I used to get made fun of all the time, you know, and that was yeah. the... You know, that was, that was, that was growing up and that, that's the, you know, now it's like, you know, you know, you know, non-binary now and stuff like that. I was like, man, where was that when I was a, a kid, <laughs> you know, like no people didn't care, but you know, it's, it is, um, you know, it's, but the thing, the thing about like doing that, I lost Cebuano, you yeah. know? Yeah. One of the things that happened to me was that I understood Sabuano or Visaya. Like I understood it. I could I could I could understand my parents talking. I could st- understand like my, my brothers talking and having conversations, you know. They could not hide anything from me. 
you know. So, but I could not speak to them back in that native language. I just couldn't. Like, as much as I, tr I, I tried, I couldn't do it. My brain just did not click anymore in that language. You know, and... It was sad. I felt it was sad. I felt like I was left out. You know, I was I, yeah. I was better than my cousins in a sense because they didn't understand Sabano at all. You mm -hmm. know, so I would have to translate for them. <laughs> you know, sometimes. And so it's kind of, it's kind of like, you know, I was like stuck in the middle. You know, between like what you probably you know what, you know what this guy was talking about versus, you know. You know, people who, you know, kept that culture, you know, because they came here later in life, you know, like my brothers. Okay. Yeah. But I, to me, it's, it's not really, I don't think, not knowing the language, you know, it's nice to know the language, right? There's many right. benefits in knowing the language. I think it's more of the the desire to know where you come from. You know, the the culture to to know the culture, to immerse yourself in the culture, to des you know, or even, you know, not you know, in those kind of aspects or learning the language again, you know, or you know, like the same way, you know, like what we would call like Francophiles want to learn French because they want to go to France, <laughs> you know, oh. you know what I mean? Like it's because they like that culture, you know, they're not, you know, it's a culture, but you know, they're more of like one step away from, you know, people who are coming from the Philippines who were born in, you know, or who grew up in the, in, you know, in that, you know, parents who are coming from the Philippines. But trying to find out where their roots are. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. So it's like I feel like if you have that desire, I don't think it's more like whitewashing because we can't really help it. <laughs> you know? We I can't help it. When 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 I first heard the question, oh, is is it considered whitewashing if Asian kids don't know how to speak their native language? To me, it's like well, can you please define whitewashing? Yeah. Which I don't think... I don't think... Th I think it's a whole different term. Like... Because it, it implies that, oh, it's... Oh, we're trying to forget about our true... Our, you know, our true ethnicity. And just fully assimilate so that you are, like, a, the exact replica of the white kid. Yeah. Which... I, I don't think anyone wants. <laughs> I, you know, it, it is, it is, I know there are some Filipinos or not even just Filipinos, but just like, you know, like, like, you know, you know, people who did not grow up wholeheartedly in the United States with like the stereotypical American family kind of thing. Right. Whatever. Right. Again, whatever that is, you know, but it's it, it's like it's it's to me it's like um uh you know there are some i mean there are some people who 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 fit that who just don't want you know 
They don't have they don't a desire have to, to do, do with it. That. Yeah, they don't yeah. have a desire to do. You know, like, hey, I'm, I'm a, you know, I'm an American, and I was born here, and you know, this is the, my country kind of thing. And you know, I know people like that. And I, to me, it's like, well, okay, you know, I guess that's fine. You know, whatever, whatever floats your boat. You right. know, but I feel like there, there's a sense of loss there. You know, it's sort of like, yeah, eh. <laughs> you know, and and you have to. And you have to uh, think back that, you know, back when you were a kid, your parents just tried to, you know, do what's best for you, for your future when you grow up. By learning English, you know, you get to better schools, you get more learning opportunities so that you could get better job opportunities. English is the, you know, language Language. of the business world or whatever. Yeah. Um. So it was not really about whitewashing. It was more about, I don't know, survival. Yeah. I know my parents, when I was growing up, you know, that was a thing. Like it was, you know, we're here, (laughs) you know? Yeah. And you're going to, you know, it's like, you know, make friends and go to school. And, but one of the things that my parents, Specifically my dad, but I know my mom was sort of like doing the same thing. It was like, you know, like, you know, they made it known that, you know, like, you're different here. Right. Yeah. Like, they weren't kidding around. Like, you know, you're a Fil- you know, you're Filipino. You're different here. You know, you're, you know, we're minorities here kind of deal. You know, they didn't right. say it in that right. way, but they made it, you know, they made it that way. You know, and one of the things that my parents did was, you know, especially my dad, it's like, you know, you know, like, be yourself, be who you are, you know, you know, defend who you are and defend, you know, your, you know, like, you know, if anybody makes fun of you, like, you know, or like pulls like racist stuff to you, on you or whatever, you know, like, like. You have my permission to beat them up. You know, it was like that because it was my parents. My parents were very like, you know, like stand up for yourself and who you are, you know, that sort of thing. And it was, uh, you know, my my brother can vouch for that. I don't know how many fights he's gone into, you know, when he was in, you know, in high school, you know, and when he was a kid, you know, I got in several fights myself and it was, it was literally like, you know. Sometimes I guess, you know, like, you know, because, you know, people, you know, school's always like, you know, fighting is wrong and all that stuff, you know, but yeah. I get what it, I get what my parents said, you know, especially when I got into fights, you know, it's like, did you hit him in the face? And I said, yeah, I was like, good. <laughs> They're like that. And then, you, <laughs> you know, even though like I spoke, you know, I, I, I was able to like speak English just fine compared to my other uh, elementary school classmates. By the way, I'm, I was the only Asian in my, you know, small private Catholic school el- elementary class. And, you know, no matter even if I spoke English, I mean, I still s- stuck out like a sore thumb. I was Asian. Um, I <laughs> I remember bringing, bringing my leftovers to school and have them surround me asking, what are you eating? <laughs> um why i had to explain to them on why my last name uh was spanish sounding and not 
Asian sounding, which was interesting. And even when I was in my adulthood, a lot of people asked those types of questions as well as, wow, you, your English actually sounds good. Mm -hmm. You don't sound, or, or, (laughs) or even worse, you don't sound Asian. (laughs) Oh, I've had that happen to me. And I'm like, (laughs) I was born here. I was raised here. I am American, even though I may not look like your, you know, typical American. And that's the, that's the issue. It's also an identity thing too. Um, One of my, one of my best friends in, in high school said something to me and I, I think I've said this in the show before like one of my friends one of my be- one of my best friends in high school told me is like I am the whitest Filipino he's ever met he told me that in his face I didn't really think of much at the time you know because yeah like I grew up in the culture of, you know but it was kind of you know I don't you know to me it was back in the time it was like I really didn't really think much of it but I keep thinking back at that it's like it's one of those reasons that I sort of like I you know like it was one of the reasons why like I started this part you know we started this podcast and I tried to get in back into like learning the language and stuff like that earlier on and like you know it's because I don't know if that's such a good thing <laughs> what know? being a white Filipino the whitest Filipino he's ever met you know I don't know if that's such a good what thing makes, you know what you know? when you said whitest Filipino it makes me wonder how you know how does that sound to a white person? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, well, I can't. I can't vouch because I'm yeah, not white. But I don't know. It, but as a Filipino, I'm like. Does that mean like I assimilated properly? <laughs> you know. Uh, well, that well, that's the thing. That makes you sound like yeah. That was a goal. <laughs> yeah, but um, you know, it's. I, I don't know about you, Pam, but I mean, it's it's one of those things where. I know my parents never really wanted me to, never wanted me to lose like who, like where I come from, you know, uh-huh. and, you know, like never wanted to lose my, my roots in the Philippines. There's a reason why, like my parents sent me back to the Philippines a couple times when I was a kid, you know, and it's the reason why, you know, I still try to go back to the Philippines is because it is it's one of those things where when i go back there i kind of feel foreign at first yeah but then as much as i stay there especially for long periods of time you know i sort of still like it's like this hidden thing in my in my in my in myself that every like sort of like takes like a slumber here but then every time i go back there it yeah. pops out so yeah. the language comes back, you know, even like wearing jeans in freaking hundred degree weather doesn't bother me anymore. You know, it's like that. Like it's, it, you know, it, it, it kind of rem- it reminds myself that, you know, this is where I come from and this is where my roots are. And then when I come back here in the United States, it's like, you know. I'm driving like a maniac down down 694 because I completely forgot that I'm no longer in the Philippines. You know, it's like, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, like it's sort of like it's trying to switch between two worlds, you know, and then. But I always yeah. remember that 
that's that was that's me as well as as much as I'm American and whatever a Filipino American. And um, I just had a thought. Um, the term is it is it is it whitewashing, or or is it just being the Filipino American? Because it, how do you define whitewashing? Maybe in relation to how you define being American. Mm. Because in, I can't deny either. Because it's well for me. For me, I I I identify as Filipino American because mm -hmm. I am the in between. Yeah. I don't I I I know the Filipino culture but not enough to fully, you know, immerse myself yeah. or you know be, you know, part yeah. of the Fil I, in the Filipino uh in the Philippines really. Yeah. But at the same time, um I guess I guess I guess I think the whole notion of being American is still connected to being white even though that's not the case it's not yeah i mean that's why i sort of like take i kind of have an issue with like just the word whitewashing in this context because it's like i know what they're trying to get at yeah i don't think it's the right word you know but i know what they're trying to get at but again it just goes back to to me it just goes back to like the desire to the desire like, okay. what do you want to do? Like, do you really... If you really want to be, you know, to learn the culture to the point where you can just go to the Philippines, get off a plane, and blend in with the, with the people, right? Yeah. To that far, that's one part of it, right? But if you want to be like, you know, you know, as a Filipino-American, like... You know, like, you just, you know, want to learn the language, you want to learn, like, the history, the culture, and stuff like that, but not sort of, like, immerse yourself. You know, it's like, it's like the difference between theory versus practical or, yeah, or, you know, or, you know, or application, you know? Right. It's like that. Like, where do you want to, where do you want to go with it? Because... You know, again, we didn't have a really much of a choice when we were kids to get here to be here, right? No. Right? But right, that's as, right. as adults, we do, do have you, that choice. We have that choice. So what do you want to do with that choice? For me, you know, I don't want to forget how to speak Visayan, right? As much as I don't really have any people to practice it with because I'm not really, you know, I'm in I'm in English mode all the time, but yeah. I'll tell you one thing. When I go back to the Philippines, it comes out. Right. <laughs> you know? And you know but, what? That's a that's a great thing to hang on to. Yeah. Considering that, you know, when you learn like a localized uh, language like Visaya or Ilocano or anything that's not like the majority, you know, the majority language here, which is Tagalog. Yeah. I could... I could go and buy like a Rosetta Stone in Tagalog or find some local class. Yeah. 
you can't really do that with Visaya. Yeah, and I've tried. It's harder. <laughs> I've tried. It's harder. Trying to, well, find yeah. a, trying to find a book, like a learning learning thing. Okay, here's the thing. So, I, at my church, right? And I don't, I actually had to find this out, like trying to figure this out. In my church, um, in, you know, I'm, I'm LDS, right? And we, we, we're, we're famous. We're like, like sending out missionaries to every parts of the world. Right. And they learn the language, okay. right? They literally, yeah. before they go on their missions, they learn the freaking language in a very fast paced way. Right. We send them to like, like a boarding school in a sense for like, like two months before they even step foot on a plane to go. Right. Okay. One of the places that we that we send missionaries to is my neck of the woods in the Philippines. Ah, and they nice. speak Visayan. And I'm like going like how how are they doing this? <laughs> you know? <laughs> what books are they using? What you know, what uh what methods are they using? And they're like who's who's teaching them and all this, you know, like all the questions, you know, like I would imagine that yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. someone would be teaching they are there's people who speak Visayan in those places that they teach them how to speak Visayan, but they don't have like a formal, you know, um, you know, uh, they don't have a formal like, like you know, textbook of any sort. Yeah, you know what yeah. they're doing is that they're literally they had to make the lessons plans by scratch. They had to make the whole entire curriculum by scratch. You know. Okay. And and like use like the Bible written in Sabuano because some dude like translated it all into Sabuano. I have a copy of it that's all <laughs> written in Sabuano, right? I can read it. Yeah. And they you know, and what they do is that they're like you know like how some people like we some people like watch like like American shows to learn English. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they're essentially doing the same thing. Yep. You know. And I mean, that's that's a, a great way to immerse yourself in a language is to watch a show, even though you don't understand fully what is being said. Yeah. You can kind of get a glimpse of, <laughs> you know, an idea of what could be said. Yeah. And it literally is like just learning like the 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 surface of it, but by the time they get off the plane, go to the Philippines, go to like Dava or whatever. They're they're continuing to learn, but now they've got the perfect opportunity to learn the language because by the time they get there, they're completely immersed in the language. Which is which is and, a good opportunity. Yeah. I mean, that's awesome. Yeah, and they're there for third two years. I will I, I will say though. <laughs> so not every not every person has that opportunity. No. No. And that's you, what I you happen to to get this through like chance. Like you didn't know that your church did that until, yeah, you learned of that missionary, right? Yeah, and I need, and it was really weird for me because when I went to like the same like congregation that my that the Angela went to before we were married, guess uh -huh. what? There was a person there who could speak fluent Bisaya, and she was white as rice with blonde hair. <laughs> right okay. and she knew how to speak Visayan I was having conversations with her in Visayan 
Cool. And I was like, I was blown. I, my, my head was blown. I was like, <laughs> huh? <laughs> you know, because the only people who spoke beside in my world looked like me. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, she was blonde hair, blue eyed from Sweden, and she knew how to speak the Cyan. In fact, when she found out I was Filipino and from that country, guess what? She was like, I want adobo. I want, <laughs> you know, she's like, I need adobo in my life. Like, do you know how to make it? Like, sweet. We're coming over to your place. You know, they're all like that. And <laughs> it's, it was, um, it was, it was a very like, sort of like off left center for me. And that's when I found out that, you know, it's, it's possible, you know, and yeah. Again, they were, those guys were forced to like immerse themselves, whether it was a desire for like, you know, religious reasons, right? But they learned the mm -hmm. culture, they learned everything. They learned how to blend, you know, I guess, you know, white tie, you know, white shirt and tie doesn't really blend in, but you yeah. know, they were, I mean, they were respected, <laughs> right? So... So, so go, so going back to the whole question, is it whitewashing? I don't think, I don't think there really is a clear yes or no, because there's just way too many factors to, to bring up really. Yeah. I mean, one, uh, English is taught in Filipino schools. Yes, they are. Second grade. They start. So... It's it's only natural for you know our parents to know English before they mm -hmm. came here to America. Not to mention, the Philippines was an American colony, not very long, but or to what was it a territory? Yeah, I think a territory. So they were annexed, essentially. So, yeah. um, but and and so our parents then taught us or made sure that we knew English so that we could uh, get a better opportunity. Yeah. And also not get yeah. made fun of or talked down on or or whatever. They just they just thought that that was the best way to raise a kid. Yeah. As a non-white kid. Yeah. I think it wasn't... I don't think the intention was whitewashed. It was survival. Yeah. I mean, again, we didn't really have much of a choice. <laughs> right. You know, but kids. now, and as an adult, my, we can. Yeah. We do have that choice. Yeah. And you know and, what? There are families out there who are... who are. Um, they have kids, right? They come from the Philippines. They have kids. Yeah. And they... They may, there was sort of like, I don't know if times have changed or something like that, but they, they make sure that their kids know how to speak the language, that they know where they come from, like not even more than how I grew up. You know, it was amazing. It's amazing to me that I run into Filipino kids that know how to speak Tagalog and uh -huh. they know how to speak Visayan, you know, it's amazing to me because it's. 
you know, I know like a lot of kids, you know, depend again, it depends on your parents. It depends on how you grew up. It really depends all of that. And, you know, and as kids, we don't really have much of a choice because you know, your parents are the ones who raise you and, yep. you know, whatever they feel is best for you, they're going to do it. And, you know, and then we grow up, we look back on it and we go, you know, well, okay, that's the cards. What are you going to do with it? <laughs> you know, and, and, and I think. And I think I think they raised I I can only vouch for my experience. I I think my parents raised me trusting in the fact that eventually I will learn, you know, yeah, their native language. I will learn how to, you know, make yeah. their dishes or and learn the the customs or whatever and look at me. I was triggered when I miss the Karenderia. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about the food. Okay. <laughs> it is. I mean, I mean, I mean, it's a stereotype, but you know, <laughs> you have to admit the Filipino food is pretty good. <laughs> really good. Oh gosh, I miss it. I miss it so much. I haven't made. I haven't had Filipino food because I've been so busy. Well, <sighs> as after your test, go to Manila Walk. <laughs> Go get. I don't know if they do dinuguan. Probably not. But if they, yep, do, they do, treat yourself. Oh heck yeah, they do. <laughs> oh, they do. Oh, oh nice. yeah. <laughs> so, go. By the way, today my chiropractor did say that he has every intention of bringing his family to Manila Walk. Oh yeah. And I did tell him that, you know, there's no set menu. It changes daily. He's like, I'm fine with that. Yeah. I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I mean, you know what? I would love to know what your story is, whether or not you're, you know, like, you agree with this. You know? Um, whether or not, you know, like, it's whitewashing to me. I think it's just a, a stupid term, you know, that doesn't really... That it's not it's not a good term to have, you know, the, because it's it doesn't it's it's not black and white like that. In my, in my I, opinion. I, I, yeah, as you said, as you said, I think I I know I think we get where the general question was aimed yeah. at. Just that word whitewash is probably a poorly no. chosen word. The last time I saw I heard the name the the the, the, the term whitewash, it was about Hollywood. Yeah, okay. and that's where it all started. It's, yeah. It was the fact that white yeah. people were cast as Asians in, in roles of Asians or yeah. just non-white characters, yeah. and that I can that I can agree with. Yeah. I do agree that you know if the character was Asian, I think you should cast an Asian. That's just me. I don't know. Yeah, well, there's plenty of good Asian actors. I mean, but <laughs> but it, when it comes to like. Growing up in America, language. No, it's it's really complicated because it's not. It, it, it there's just it, it it it's it's part of a story, really. Yeah. Well, tell us what you think. I mean, email us at uh, at uh, hello hello hangouts at gmail.com. <laughs> oh my gosh, I blanked. Hello hello hangouts at gmail.com, or you can also. Uh, uh, drop us a line at legendcreators.com. Tell us what you think because this is, I know this is like, will probably touch the 
you know, touch the mind on like on your own experiences growing up, you know. And I want to, if your parents out there that uh, that uh, you know brought their kids here from the Philippines, what are you guys, you know, what do you what do you think about this? I'm really curious. I'm actually, I'm actually so. also curious on like if you have an elder, yeah. or even if you have a mom that ha- wants to put in their two cents yeah. of why they chose to raise you with whatever language yeah they raised you i am mostly interested in that yeah and again there's no wrong or right answers because this is all about experience you know yep. i'm not again i don't have kids so i'm not gonna tell you how to to you know to raise your kids <laughs> right well that's the reason why i'm like so, I'm like, I'm, but i am curious what you know <laughs> what the thought process is because you know you know i've only seen one side of it so um yeah email us hollow hollow at gmail gmail.com or legendcreators.com drop us a comment there love to know what uh what you think so and i think this is a great time to wrap up yes there it is. It's the music. Well, that's not the music. There it is. There, <laughs> there we go. There's the music. There's the music. I forgot okay. I have, like an outro. Oh my gosh, my brain is somewhere else right now. Um, yeah. So this has been Hollow Hollow Hangouts. Um, episode. What episode is this? Freaking, I don't know. Twenty-eight. It's the latest. Oh, okay. <laughs> episode twenty-eight. Um, yeah. Drop us a line. You can find me at. Uh, at uh, t at tcd's edwin on the twitter and you can also find me at diy edwin on instagram or you can email us at again hollow hollow hangouts at gmail.com pam where can they find you you could find me also on twitter at panda cat dragon one uh i'm also on instagram at panda cat dragon um you could also reach out to me on our facebook page for legend creators um I think that's it. Nice. Oh, remember, like, comment, subscribe. And subscribe. Share. Tell your friends. All that all that fun stuff. Yes. Oops. <laughs> yep. Alright. Well we'll see you next time on Hollow Hollow Hangouts. Um at episode twenty nine. We'll see ya. Mabuhai. Mabuhai.